Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our seniors minister, Jack Hall, as he brings today's lesson. That we would, people, we would have people come to us from time to time and talking about our singing. And one of the things they always requested was sing songs we know, just sing songs we know. Well, if you're a song leader and you know every song in the book, <laughs> that's a song we know. And so there are many times a song leader will get up here completely familiar with whatever the song is, and about half of us don't know the song. And so they'll come to the elders and say, sing only songs we know. And the only way you can stop that is just to be a song policeman, go through the book and identify these are the ones that we know. And we don't want to do that. That's not biblical. It's not scriptural. Uh, we just learn the new songs and enjoy them. So we appreciate that. We are so glad to have Mark Eubank here tonight. He and Gina have been fighting the COVID. Uh, Gina is still in the hospital. Uh, they say it's going to be a few more days. Uh, he tells us that she's a little better today, but it's going to be a long haul. So let's continue to pray for her and that all the people that have been affected by COVID. It's a, a real mess. A lot of people are really sick and we need to keep them in our prayers. You know, sadly, there are many people who do not believe that we have an eternal spirit. They don't believe in God. They reject the idea of creation. They reject the idea of eternity, either in heaven or hell. Life is all there is and when it's over, it's just over. That, however, is not a biblical teaching. The Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament, make it very plain that there is an eternal spirit that will live beyond this life and that in that spirit world, there will be recognition. I'm sure at funerals, you've heard people talk about homecomings. The person who has died is a Christian and he or she is going to be with other Christians who have already passed on with the idea of recognition. So tonight I'd like to share a few scriptures with you that I think make it very plain that there will be recognition in eternity. I want to begin in Genesis 1 and 26. It says that we are created in the image of God. God is not flesh and blood. God is a spirit. We read in John chapter 4 and verse 24, God is a spirit. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. When Jesus was having the conversation with his disciples about who do the people say I am, and Peter responded, and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 17, Jesus tells Peter that you did not learn this from flesh and blood, but from my father, which is in heaven. So we are created in the image of God, which means we must have a spirit. There is a difference between the spirit and the flesh and blood. And Jesus makes that abundantly clear. You did not learn this from flesh and blood. 
Where did he get it? From God. Who is God? A spirit. And so we have in us a spirit, a soul given to us by God. Look at some verses that tell us about people who have troubled in their spirit. John chapter 13 and verse 21. It says that Jesus was troubled in his spirit when he saw the things around him, when he saw the multitudes, when he saw the poverty, when he saw the disease. He was troubled in spirit. In Luke chapter 1, verse 47, that's part of the conversation that takes place between Mary and Elizabeth. Both are pregnant. Mary is pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth is going to have a child in the natural manner. And they're having a conversation about the fact that God has chosen Mary to be the mother earthly of the Son of God. And this is what she says at the sometime in that conversation. In Luke chapter 1, verse 47, Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Two times, once its soul, once its spirit. And she was magnified in the glory of the spirit, knowing that she was with child by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 18, the apostle Paul was, quote, refreshed in spirit when three of his fellow workers came to him. So there's no question the Bible over and over talks about our spirit because we are created in the image of God. Now I made this statement this morning and it applies again tonight. At the death of the body, the spirit passes from one mode of existence to another. It is just as capable of recognition and remembering after it leaves the body as it was while it was still in the body. So the spirit that is put there by God, once it is separated from the body, that spirit still remembers. That spirit still recognizes. And that's why we're going to have recognition in heaven. We all know who Abraham is. We know that God called him, separated him from the world. It was through Abraham that the seed was going to come that would bless the entire world. And in the conversations that God was having with Abraham, sometimes through dreams, sometimes face to face, on two different occasions, he talks about the spirit in Genesis chapter 25 and verse 8, he has died. Abraham has died. And it says in that verse that he was gathered to his people. He died, but he's going to be gathered to his people. In Genesis chapter 15 and verse 15, very early when God had called Abraham out, he told him that you will live a long life 
and then you will be gathered with your fathers. What does that phrase mean? Gathered to your people. Gathered to your fathers. Well, it couldn't mean physically because Abraham was born or rather died hundreds and hundreds of miles from where his family was. So he couldn't be going to be with his fathers, forefathers, in the sense of flesh and blood. The spirit of Abraham is going to be in a place where all of the other spirits who have obeyed God are going to be. And there's going to be recognition. You're going to be gathered to your fathers. You're going to be gathered to your people because the Spirit will continue to live and it will continue to recognize. In Judges chapter 2 and verse 10, Joshua's generation, it's probably Joshua chapter 2 and verse 10, but his generation, when they died, what happened to them? Quote, they were gathered to their fathers. Well, the same thing. Physically, no. Were they going to be with their fathers, their ancestors, physically? No. How so then? The spirit, that eternal spirit which lives when it is separated from the body. And we're going to that place of paradise. We're going to recognize. When we get to heaven, we're going to recognize. Now, is it going to be like we are now? <laughs> Certainly not. Why? Flesh and blood can't enter the kingdom of heaven. We are created in the image of God. It's our spirit that's going to live forever. And there will be recognition. Now the entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 15 deals with the subject of what's that spirit body going to look like. And the truth is, nobody knows. Not even the Apostle Paul. He couldn't describe it even through the words of God because man could not understand it. We don't know the spirit world. But he reminded the people that he was writing to, there are all kinds of bodies. And whatever kind of body it is, it's the body that God wants them to have. He talked about the body of animals. He talked about the scales of fish. He talked about the feathers of the birds and how every body was different from every other body, but it was exactly what God wanted it to be. And when that time comes, and the Bible says in the moment in a twinkling of an eye, and we are passed from mortal to immortal, God will give us the spiritual body required to spend an eternity in heaven. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know exactly how that recognition is going to take place, but God assures us that it will. In Genesis chapter 37, Jacob is saddened. He is cut to the core because he believes Joseph is dead. And the Bible says, that he will, quote, go down to Sheol to my son in mourning. Where is Sheol? It's the place of departed spirits. And what was Jacob saying? 
I'm going, as long as I live, be mourning my son, but I'm going to a place where I can be with him again. This place of spirits separated from the body. And Jacob understood from God that that place existed and that he could be together with his son once again. 2 Samuel chapter 12, we know the story of David and Bathsheba. We know about the child being born out of uh, an adulterous affair. We know that the child died after lingering for several days. And during that lingering, David was, he wouldn't eat, he didn't bathe, he was mourning his child. When the child died, he cleaned himself up, he put on clothes, new clothes, he ate, and his servants were perplexed. It's like, well, when he was alive, you carried on in this way, and now he's dead, and you've changed completely. And listen to what David said. David said that he was, his son could not come to me, but I can go to him. 2 Samuel 12, verse 13. What did David mean? I will go to my son. My son can't come to me. Well, it's pretty obvious to me. He's talking about spiritual recognition. And David fully expected to be reunited with his child in the spirit world. Again, to me, it's very clear. The Bible teaches there will be recognition in heaven. In Matthew chapter 8, there's an interesting conversation that takes place between Jesus and a centurion. Centurions were of the Roman army. They were men of bravery, men of character, mostly men of integrity. The Bible speaks mostly fondly of the centurions. Centurions have no God except Caesar. They don't know the God of heaven. But Jesus is talking to this centurion and he tells him a prophecy of what was going to come. And this is found in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 11. Remember, this is Jesus talking to a centurion who does not know God. And I say to you, Jesus talking to the centurion, and I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of God. What is Jesus prophesying to this Roman soldier? There will be a time that Gentiles will become Christian. And when Christians die, where are they going to be? They're going to be with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Can they possibly be with them in a physical sense? No. How then can the centurion Christians be united with Abraham and Jacob and Isaac in the spiritual recognition that God promises us? 
So there will be a homecoming. There will come a time when millions of souls will gather under the eternal God and live in glory. And can you imagine what a blessed and happy day that is going to be? We all know the story of the transfiguration. It's found in Matthew chapter 17 in the first five verses. Peter, Jesus, and James go up onto the mountainside. Jesus is transfigured, that is, he is changed in form. And there appears Moses and Elijah who talk to the Lord. Now there are there in a spiritual presence. We don't know what kind of spiritual presence it was, but we know it was not flesh and blood. And yet James and Peter identified who Jesus was talking to. He was talking to Moses and Elijah. How was that possible? Because of eternal life. They had died hundreds and hundreds of years before this time. And yet when they appeared in this transfiguration of Christ, Peter and John or James knew who they were. In fact, they wanted to build three tabernacles. One for Peter, one for James, one for the Lord. And of course, the Lord said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, so you should hear him. So the Bible, again, declares that there will be recognition in the spirit world. The story of rich man and Lazarus, we talked about that this morning, but we'll look at it again. We know that the Bible teaches, this is found in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. The, there was a rich man who had everything. He would not feed the poor man, Lazarus, who had nothing. He wouldn't even give him his crumbs. And then they both died. The rich man woke up spiritually, his spirit woke up in torment. The spirit of the Lazarus woke up in the bosom of Abraham. How in the world could Lazarus be with Abraham? When Abraham died thousands, at least 2,000 years before Christ came, and yet they are together. And there is recognition. Even on the side of torment, there is recognition. That rich man who had everything is still living. His soul is. His spirit is still living. And he remembers what it was like when he was on earth. He remembers his wealth. He remembers how he treated Lazarus. He remembers that he has five brothers and he doesn't want them to come to this place and he pleaded for a drop of water on his tongue. How is any of this possible? Only if there is a spirit world. Only if there is recognition within that spirit world. So you and I, for a lot of reasons, ought to want to obey Christ. We want to be in heaven. We want to have our sins taken away. 
We want to be in glory forever with God. But don't you want to be with your loved ones who have passed on? Can you even imagine how wonderful that's going to be? It can happen physically. That book has been closed. But it can happen spiritually. So I encourage each one of us to be grateful for this promise of God and for the preparation that God has made through the living soul that he has given us that it will live forever. We can live in the presence of God surrounded by all of those who have gone on before us who have been found righteous in the sight of Almighty God. What a homecoming that is going to be. Tonight, if you're not ready for this homecoming, would be the perfect time to obey the gospel. Believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. That belief would cause one to repent, turn away from sins. That belief would cause one to confess Christ as the Savior and then to be buried with our Lord in baptism where the blood of Christ cleanses our sins. The Lord adds us to the church. Someday the church will be presented at the throne of God and we will be in a spirit world where there are no tears, no sorrow, no pain, no death, and there will be recognition. Oh, how wonderful that will be. Tonight, if we can help you in any way in your relationship to God, we would be pleased to do so. Whether you want to put on Christ in baptism, whether you just need the prayers of this congregation, whatever it is, we encourage you as our shepherds will meet you down front and as we sing a song to let us know how we can help you. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.